Canada says India is responsible for gunning down a sick leader who was killed on Canadian soil. That story is where we're starting The Seven from The Washington Post. I'm Renita Jablonski in for Jeff Pierre. It is Tuesday, September 19th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made a shocking announcement yesterday before Parliament. Over the past number of weeks, Canadian security agencies have been actively pursuing credible allegations of a potential link between agents of the government of India and the killing of a Canadian citizen, Hardeep Singh Nijar. Our top priorities have therefore been, one, that our law enforcement and security agencies ensure the continued safety of all Canadians, and two, that all steps be taken to hold perpetrators of this murder to account. The man who Trudeau names there had been a prominent advocate for the creation of a separate Sikh state in the Punjab region of India. He was shot in his vehicle in June in British Columbia by two gunmen wearing masks. India denies involvement in the killing, but the fallout was pretty quick. India and Canada have now both expelled each other's diplomats over the accusations. Trudeau said the incident was an unacceptable violation of Canadian sovereignty. At number two, President Biden and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky will address the UN General Assembly today. Global support for aid to Ukraine has been sliding. Both presidents will seek to reignite that support at the annual meeting of the world's nations. There will be some notable absences at the UN summit, Russian President Vladimir Putin and China's Xi Jinping. Zelensky will then travel to Washington. On Thursday, he'll visit Capitol Hill to lobby for a $24 billion assistance package to Ukraine. At number three, five American citizens imprisoned in Iran are heading back home. Here's Secretary of State Antony Blinken announcing yesterday's release. Just a few minutes ago, I had the great pleasure of speaking to seven Americans who are now free, free from their imprisonment or detention in Iran, out of Iran, out of prison, and now in Doha, uh, en route back to the United States to be reunited with their loved ones. Uh, five of the seven, of course, had been unjustly detained, imprisoned in Iran, some for years. Uh, two others had been prevented from leaving Iran. As part of the deal, the U.S. released five Iranians and unblocked the transfer of $6 billion in Iranian oil funds. Those had been frozen in South Korea. This is a breakthrough. The U.S. and Iran have been at odds over the expansion of Tehran's nuclear program and its ongoing military support for Russia. The U.S. News College rankings have been scrambled by formula changes. That is our fourth story this morning. So here's what to know about this. Many public universities climbed the list abruptly, while many private ones fell. This happened under a new formula that no longer considers class size or alumni giving. Now, instead, the new methodology tracks the graduation rates of first-generation college students. Some universities no longer cooperate with the rankings, which have come under plenty of criticism. 
Number five, a new study says working from home can help reduce climate warming emissions. This study was published yesterday. It says fully remote workers could be benefiting the environment because they produce less than half the emissions of people who spend their days in offices. The main reasons for this, you aren't using office energy and, of course, are not commuting. The study also shows that hybrid work could reduce workers' emissions by 11 to 29 percent. Researchers did note, though, that their findings could change as the country adopts electric vehicles and clean energy sources. And there is a lot more that companies can do to make their offices more energy friendly. Number six is another study, and this one says that many of today's unhealthy processed foods were created by big tobacco. In the 1980s, tobacco giants Philip Morris and R.J. Reynolds acquired the major food companies Kraft, General Foods, and Nabisco. New research shows that they applied many of the same methods from selling cigarettes to the development and marketing of ultra-processed foods. The research was published in the journal Addiction. The companies made billions from brands like Oreo and Lunchables. These so-called hyperpalatable foods are created with potent combinations of fat, sodium, sugar, and other additives. Tobacco companies particularly targeted them at children and minorities. Even though the tobacco companies offloaded their food companies in the 2000s, the impact of their work still persists. The introduction and increased popularity of these foods coincided with a surge in obesity and diet-related diseases. And at number seven, a black bear visited Disney World yesterday and shut down parts of the park. The wandering bear was spotted in a tree near the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Black bears are native to Florida, but not to theme parks. The Magic Kingdom temporarily shut down large sections of the park yesterday. A team of biologists and law enforcement captured the bear. They said it would be relocated to the Ocala National Forest north of Orlando, a more magical place to be if you're a bear. All right, you are all caught up. And if you've come to rely on The 7 to keep you up to date, first of all, thank you for listening. And please tell a friend or family member to check us out. I'm Renita Jablonski. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow. 